Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Unwelcome advice from family can remind us why we may want to unwelcome some peeps from holiday parties or life events you may have. Doesn't it just seem like everyone seems to have an opinion on our career, relationships, parenting, and lifestyle choices? As I like to say, and keep in mind, girl, it is all relative when it comes to your relatives. So, can I interest you in some unwanted advice? Well, if not, you know I'm going to give it to you anyways. So welcome back, ladies, to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. Now, ladies, it is almost Easter time, so we need to get ready because I am guessing, like me, you are going to have some guests and family members who all have some advice that they want to give you. Naturally, they will want to run down on everything in your life and that of your kiddos. Especially as solo mamas, relatives may feel extra inclined to offer even more advice because they see you are doing parenting and life alone. Therefore, you must need their opinions and ideas. I mean, they're only helping you, right? Oh boy, don't you wish they could just put on a pair of your shoes for one day. Now, while it may be polite to smile and nod while your auntie tells you how to properly make the deviled eggs you've been making quite well for five years, the more significant concern should be on the lack of boundaries and not the devil in her details. Now, listen, this isn't an episode on bashing time with extended family, more like extending a stretched mama a helping hand. So, healthy or toxic? We all need people to speak wisdom and truth into our lives. Healthy input and involvement should be welcomed and embraced, especially when coming from a trusted friend or relative. But what do we do when the advice or the advice giver is toxic? Now raise your hand. Have you been there? I got both of mine up. Now listen. If advice has crossed the line into verbal abuse, belittling, intimidation, or manipulation, you need to keep that communication minimal. You may need to decide if you even want or need that relationship. You know, some people were just meant to be loved from a distance, and there is nothing wrong with that girl. Sometimes, well-meaning advice is neither helpful nor toxic. For the more common, overly helpful culprit, there are things to consider that may make boundary conversations, let's just say, a little less cringy. It is possible, girl, to keep your relationships intact while not undermining your self-respect or selling your soul to some deviled eggs. So let's get ready for an excellent Easter or whatever holiday or family gathering is near at the time that you are listening. Next, we are going to discuss four thoughts on creating healthy boundaries. Number one, don't take it personally. The first thing may to be uncover why others decide to give you unsolicited advice. When we understand the intentions and reasoning behind others' behaviors, it can soften our annoyance level. This is especially important to remember as ladies because we think everything is about us and we take everything personally. Am I right? So here are some possible reasons someone may give you some unsolicited advice. One, well, they're well-meaning, and that's likely. 
Two, they want to see you crash and burn. Well, that's a little less likely. I'm guessing on depending on which relative it's coming from. Three, they find emotional validation in helping others. Four, they may have trouble self-regulating. And lastly, they seek outside validation of their ideas from others. There's possibly a background here as to why this person feels the need to insert themselves in your decisions. But still, no matter their reasoning, boundaries need to be set as soon as possible to avoid enabling the advice giver into bestowing even more advice over a more extended period of time, now overextending their stay. So girls, let's shut this door before someone tries to open it. Now number two. Assertive communication is your new best friend, or as I like to say, thinking tall and not small. Some of us are naturally born with the ability to stand up for ourselves, while others learn how to be bold along our journey. Still, there are others of us that prefer the peacekeeper role at all costs. Wherever you land, healthy boundaries are non-negotiable. You can be welcoming in your interactions without being a doormat. Whether you set a time to have an intentional conversation about your boundary or you get fed up, girl, at the Thanksgiving table and spontaneously let your requests be known, you want to take a deep breath first and remember to have a lot of grace before you give them some gravy, girl. Be assertive but not aggressive, mama. So what does being assertive look like when you have an all that conversation about boundaries? First and foremost, girl, you need to pray before the conversation if it is possible. Start the conversation in a positive tone. Stay firm in what you know is right for your family. Stay calm, and I'm going to say that again, you need to stay calm. If the advice giver becomes angry, don't match their emotion with some commotion of your own. Remember, you do not have to explain your life choices, and we ain't looking for no drama and trauma up in here. Instead, you need to find your best way to put your foot down kindly and not on everybody's toes. Now, have you ever had someone give you a compliment sandwich? That's two kind comments with the hard truth packed in the middle. That just might be the right recipe for your boundary conversation. So let's take a bite out of an example. Let's do this. So you're going to say, and this is going to be the bread, you're so thoughtful, and I know that you're concerned about my family. Then we're going to give them a little meat that meets them in the middle. But I've already made a choice that's best for the kids and I. And then you're going to slap it in with another piece of bread. Thank you so much for caring. I appreciate you. Give it a try, ladies. It just might work and give them something else to chew on instead of your life. Now, number three, seek and praise. Let's say that the advice this person is giving you may actually have helpful parts to it. It can happen. Sure, your cousin asks you every holiday why you're not married yet, and he goes on and on and on and on having a mile-long conversation with you about something that's none your business. However, inside that conversation, there is a grain, albeit small, of helpful truth. Now, don't fret, Mama. There is a way to set your boundary with what is called seek and praise. So what does it look like to seek and praise in a conversation? You're probably thinking to yourself, do I have to sing a hymn or something? No, girl. Here's what you need to do. Hear the whole conversation as a whole. Listen to things that you can agree upon and then comment on those things. 
But resist the temptation to jump in with a but as it leads to pushing harder. So we need to put that but behind you. Let them know that you've heard them by complimenting and focusing on what you found helpful. Once again, it's about shutting the door and setting a boundary. Number four, the slippery slope of apathetic agreement. Sometimes family members, many of whom haven't even seen you in a long time, can be kind of nosy and say things like, well, you should be looking for a better job. You really should be putting down that extra cookie, girl. You would look so much better with short hair. Just give them another chance, girl. It wasn't that bad. Be careful, girls, not to become so passive about your boundaries that you let others make critical decisions for you. Someone who appears unassuming with good intentions shouldn't just get a free pass on ignoring your boundaries. When you start to loosen your boundaries, it is a slippery slope. Unhappily, taking Uncle Billy Bob's advice just to keep the peace turns into agreeing to unhealthy compromises simply to appease a toxic partner. Standing up to Uncle Billy Bob helps you practice standing up in significant ways later too. Don't put the cookie down because your uncle made a comment. Eat it. And definitely don't cut your hair because your sister prefers it short. Where does it end if you don't end it, sister? Girl, remember, what resists persists. God made us all individuals with unique, particular callings on our life. What works for one may not work for the other. God has called you to kindness, but being gracious and empathetic doesn't mean you can't also stand up for yourself, disagree if you're not comfortable, and speak firmness in grace and love. Next time you feel overwhelmed with all the critical questions and comments from those around you, remember whose you are and who you are. God is the only approval you need and should be looking for. He's your father girl and the only family member whose advice you want. Come back next week as we look into why our reality doesn't match our dreams. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.